The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, good morning. I'm Brian Wickert, majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors, along with son David. He's our chief client experience officer and senior loan consultant. Remember, if you've got a question or comment, you can reach us on the old National Bank talk and text line which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. All right, David, so we have, let's dispatch dispatch with the national headlines having to do with uh, the economy and how they impact interest rates. So mm. last week at this time, we were telling everybody, hey, when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to have a story in your favorite morning news talking about how First Republic Bank got seized by the FDIC, it's California Bank, and sold to somebody. Well, it turned out that somebody was J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. They bought uh, all of the assets and most of the deposits or vice versa of First Republic Bank so that the FDIC didn't have to invoke magical powers to ensure deposits over 250,000. Yeah. Meanwhile, that had no impact on mortgage rates except maybe it made them a tick or two lower just because negative uh, economic news has a way to doing that. On Wednesday, we had the Federal Reserve Bank. Open Market Committee did their monthly meeting, and as everyone expected, they raised the one and only interest rate they control, the Fed funds rate, by one quarter of 1%. And then Fed Chair Powell said what he always says, hey, we're going to keep looking at the data as it comes in. Mm -hmm. And though they did change their statement and didn't telegraph, like, and we'll probably raise rates again at our next meeting in June, so they did not do that, that caused mortgage rates to go down. Um, you want to explain that quickly? Well, anytime that market participants like the Fed do what they say they're going to do, the market goes, whew. And in this case, everyone had a little relief that what they were expecting came true. And so mortgage rates improved. And remember, mortgage 30-year fixed rate mortgages didn't skyrocket because of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve and mortgage rates are both reacting to the same problem, which is called inflation, price inflation. And David, when do we get the next inflation reading? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, 7.30 a.m. I'll be watching. Price index, right? So if that comes in hotter than it has of late, which I think, what has it been, like five? Five Five-ish. Low fives? Expectation is 5.5. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, you know, to most people's surprise, Fed raises rates, mortgage rates came down. The only consumer rate that increased was the prime rate, which you were telling Libby before the show began, is now up to a cool, how much? Eight and a, eight and a quarter. Eight and Ooh. a quarter. So that's the rate that determines most people's uh, home equity lines of credit and credit card rates. All right. Then on Friday, we got the monthly jobs report for April. Well, and that was not good for mortgage rates because it showed the economy added 253,000 more jobs against an expectation of what, like 145? So like 100,000 extra jobs. And that the unemployment rate actually slipped to 3.4%, the lowest unemployment rate since 1969 when Richard M. Nixon was president. Any idea what the M stands for in Richard M. Nixon there? Uh, uh, Matthew? 
Milhouse, his Ouch. mother's maiden name, oh, okay. I believe. Average hourly earnings were up 4.4% from a year ago. That's not good for inflation. Well, That's but but this jobs one. report, it wasn't unexpected. The expectation was about 180 and came in 250-ish. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't horrible for mortgage rates, but, but here's what I always like to observe whenever we have a minute to talk about this. There are now 3 million more Americans working compared to a year ago in April. There are 161 million Americans with jobs mm -hmm. and 5.6 million who are looking for a job. Uh, that's a lot of money. You know, all of a sudden 3 million more people are working and making money and spending money. Right. You know, that has somewhat of a, a on the a demand pull. and yeah, on the demand and supply side of things, that's a demand equation right, you know, right part of the equation so eh, we'll see what the uh inflation report three million more say. people uh have income that they can go use to qualify for a mortgage to buy a house correct if only there were some more houses listed um i'll give you some numbers maybe we'll have to continue this uh after, after our first break but i've got the april home sale numbers david uh as of this morning the multiple listing service shows that there are 2,648 active listings of single-family detached homes and condos in the five-county metropolitan area. That sound, does that sound like a lot to you? Sure. A little? Well, yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, 2,648. Well, 1,408 have accepted offers already, so it really means there are 1,240. 1,240 condos and single-family homes in southeastern Wisconsin that don't have offers. And that are listed with a member of the well, National Association of Realtors. Well, this is a, a $30,000 house up to a $3 million house. This That's is right. the whole everything. All God's children there. So now the other thing you got to know to put this in context is that in the MLS, Realtors sold 1,259 condos and detached homes in April. Okay. That's 54 more than they sold in March. Hmm. So in terms of supply and demand, the marketplace has always measured how many months of supply do we have? Well... We either have two months of supply if you take the total number of active listings divided by sales. Yep. Or we have a one-month supply if you say, well, what are the active listings without offers you know, divided by the number of sales? So we have a unbalanced market. Balanced, Still in favor. Balanced being somewhere between three to six months. And we are clearly below three, either one month or two months, as you pointed out. Correct. In fact, on a statewide uh, level, the Wisconsin Realtors Association president, Mike Theo, observed uh, regarding March's activity, and I quote, at the current pace of sales, we would need the available inventory to increase, are you ready, by 178% from current levels <laughs> in order to get to a balanced existing home market. So that means if there are 10,000 active listings, he's saying we need to get to 27,800 before we would have a balanced market. Darn near triple. All right. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about some people actually out there shopping and how we're helping them. I also have the context of how hot is it? You know, how hot is the market? I've got the percentage of people paying over asking uh, based on April's numbers. We'll cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. 
little Phil Collins. I think that was uh, popular when your mother and I were on our honeymoon, which will be 40 years ago, coming up in uh, July. Anyway, happy anniversary. Start the anniversary month. Yeah, yeah. Coming up. All right. So uh, we're talking about uh, market conditions in our home area, our main area, uh, southeastern Wisconsin, and, and it is still tilted significantly in favor of uh, sellers. And David, you were just mentioning to me off the air that you succeeded in working with a home buyer yeah. um, to get an accepted offer in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, and did they have to pay over asking? Because that's they what I'm going to talk about next. You know, how much? They did. Well, and as we said last week, I had another client, you know, who paid, if I wanted, if I was writing a headline for realtor.com and wanted to be, um, what was the salacious? one you had last week? Yeah, salacious, right. Uh, home buyer pays tens of thousands of dollars over list price, dot, dot, dot. And yet in that story last week, the appraisal came in above their accepted offer price. What? A and the first comparable home was oh, yeah. still said... yet above right. the this frothy um, price that they paid. So, so, so I have another client this week who, guess what? They, for a nice house, they had to go full tilt. And can you, without revealing too many of the specifics, can you give us... How's about uh, I'll say it was at least 10% over the list price. It was 15. It was 15%. Okay, over. 10 to 15% over the list price. And the list price wasn't small. We're, well, we're okay. talking about, you know, yeah. in or around Meat the, the 400,000, 400, in or around the $400,000 range. Right. Uh, well, and so if you want to view that in a way that fits your narrative, you're going to say, holy cannoli, that is quite a bit over the list price. And you pointed out last week, and we'll say it again now, and if you're a sheep's head player and you have a really good hand and you underbid the hand that's called mowering, have you mm. heard of that term? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mowered. Okay. So, you know, maybe some of these listing agents and, and the sellers are intentionally mowering. Yeah. In other words, listing the price below where they think they're going to sell it. Uh trying to uh, stir up the water trying to you know get a get a lot chum. of uh, I, chum chum. The water that was the word last from last week. week yeah you were telling me also before the show started of uh, somebody uh, in in the brookfield area where, yeah. where they've had how many showings of this house yeah so again meat of the market you know love lovely this uh, the seller has been in the home for decades like literally if you look at the handwriting of this nice old lady you can just tell that she's like 101 years old just okay. from the way she signed sure. the, the seller condition writing. report oh my yeah. gosh yeah it was uh but they had over 120 showings yesterday and today there's gonna be one like, winner well that's there's what i'm saying meat of the market like so all right so or you, you well so you have the data on yeah. you know hey what does it take to win but but some of this is the again every sunday when i stand on my chair and say the list price is a made-up number mm -hmm. the other one that is a private number is what did it appraise for and and mm -hmm. i think buyers need to understand that that they could take comfort in that versus whatever the made-up list price is. And I mentioned to my first-time home buyer that we talked about last week in Chicago buying a condo that I said, don't forget, though, 
that the appraisal is also sort of a made-up number because the appraiser gets to see the accepted offer price. Yes, but they're but they're bringing to bear data at least. Yeah. Well, as should, you know, that's how people typically set their listing prices is they look at comparable sales and they say, well, if this house sold for that much and that house sold for this much, here's where I think my house should sell. Yeah. And that's how they do it. All right. When So congratulations, by the way, on helping oh, yeah. that buyer get their offer accepted over asking and uh we'll talk we do that at acunet it's not it's not like we're sitting at our desk all week long hoping for people to call us we are helping people actually win not just describing the market itself well let's talk about what that takes along with what uh, buyers and sellers were willing to agree upon at least in april our most uh, recent numbers relative to asking price we'll cover that when we come back you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on wisconsin's radio station am 620 WTMJ. Hi, folks. This is Hank Albert, owner of BBC Lighting. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wecker on WTMJ. And the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert. So, uh, you remember, have you ever watched an episode of the old Johnny Carson show, The Tonight Show with Ed McMahon? Yes. Well, come on. Yeah. It's on YouTube, so you can okay. All right. Pull so then Johnny up. Carson would always say, "Boy, right. the real estate market is hot," and Ed how, McMahon would say, "How hot is it, Dad?" All right, there you go. Thank you, Ed. Well, in uh, in April, there were twelve hundred sixty-five single-family detached and condos that changed hands in the five-county metropolitan Milwaukee area. And um, I'm going to put this in a little context just to remind folks. In March last month, half of buyers paid over asking and half didn't. And then um, three out of 10 paid $10,000 or more over asking. Do you think as the year has marched on, David, would you expect uh, the percentage of people paying over asking to increase or decrease in April? Increase. Increase. And by... A little, a lot. Do you want to? I'm going to say six and a half out of 10 paid over. All right. Okay. It's six, 59% to be exact. 59% or six out of 10 paid over asking. And the uh, incidence of people paying 10 grand or more over asking also went up. Remember, I said it was three out of of 10 in March. It's now four out of 10. So 40% of home buyers paid 10,000 or more over asking in the month of April in the five county metropolitan Milwaukee area. You over there, yeah. I was going to say what some of this is telling us is you want to buy a house uh, at a at a reasonable price to the market. December and January are your friend, but go on. <laughs> yeah, because it has. You're correct. It it did dip, you know, in the cold winter months. Yeah. But there was less to pick from as well. The other interesting thing, though, that I uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Divined from the numbers. Yeah. I sifted out of the numbers. Is Rendered. that rendered well first of all single family is a little hotter than condos really and do you want to guess david which of the five uh counties who are just thinking about single families which county milwaukee ozaki waukesha washington or racine had the highest uh percentage of people pay over washington uh nay and forsooth uh as you're close though they had 62 percent Okay. Uh, compared to 59%. Can it was I, Milwaukee County. <sighs> Milwaukee County had 64% of 
of home buyers paid over asking in April. And do, and I have a theory. Uh, oh, yeah. If, the median home price in Milwaukee County is, is it the lowest among the five? Oh, uh, I'd have to look that up. It's either that or Racine. I'm going to say, how's about this way? Milwaukee is more the meat of the market. Yeah. It's and, most affordable. And thus more competitive because when you're in the meat of the market, there's more people in the meat. That's why it's the meat. <laughs> Well said, son. Yeah. Now, on the other end, and, you know, I don't really know why this would be, but Ozaki County, you know, with, uh, Port Washington and Cedarburg and Thienesville and Mequon, only 37% uh, paid over asking. Yeah. So now the question would be, is that because Ozaki County home buyers are more uh, realistic, right, about their asking prices and they set the prices higher? It's like, mm -hmm. no, this is what my house is worth. Or, or, or did they, you know, start too high? You know, because obviously what this means is 63% of them got it at or under. Uh, I, you know, who knows the answer? But it's just interesting to note, anytime you talk about real estate, there are variations. And so what I want to talk about a little bit now and then more after the news break is that's why you need both a really good mortgage practitioner, you know, one that covers all the details like Acunet and doesn't yeah. leave things out like the type of loan for which you're pre-approved that we yeah. actually see on other pre-approvals letters. But you really need a smart, experienced buyer's agent yes. who knows that local market where you are trying to buy a home and understands, is this particular home you're looking at and, about, and upon which you're going to write an offer, is it underpriced? Is it overpriced? You know, what's the relative demand? You know, what do you know about the last house like this that sold? Maybe, you know, that agent was a participant in that battle yep. and has an idea of just how, you know, tough the competition is going to be. And you said it last week, you're not competing against the seller. You're competing against all those other buyers. You look like you have a comment. Well, what I was going to say was that you as a buyer, you're viewing the, maybe the list price one way, but having another lens, like you said, of your buyer's agent to share their knowledge you know don't believe everything you read on the internet buyer and and your buyer's agent is going to be able to say hey that thing you read on the internet called the list price is it true untrue or somewhere in the middle based upon their experience not just because it's on a website all right when we come back after the news we're going to talk about a client david you were talking with who's um going to use the technique technique of I'm going to write a cash offer and I'm going to use my parents money to prove that I have the cash. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back right now. It's time to hand it over to Jessica Gansow in the 24 hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Or go ahead and break the bank to get into a house. <laughs> uh, because, you know, just to remind everybody, uh, you know, what, what every seller would like to get when they're selling their residential real estate is a cash offer oh, over yeah. asking with, you know, no appraisal contingency. Like, I will pay you more than you're asking, and I will just show up with a wheelbarrow of money. <laughs> and uh, before we get to your story, David, about a, a, a client who wants to write an offer and then point to his parents' treasure trove of cash. Yeah as the way he's going to write a cash offer. A couple of questions into the talk and text line. Somebody said, what was that county again that had the highest percentage over asking? The answer was Milwaukee County. And I was looking at single family detached homes and they, in Milwaukee County in April had 64% 
of offers uh, came together over asking, followed closely by Washington County at 62%. And um, then the other question was, why are listings so scarce in southeastern Wisconsin in particular? And the answer to that is people are locked into their low rate mortgages. That's kind of a general problem across the country. Hey, I don't want to give up my 3% 30-year fixed or my 2.5 15-year fixed that I got. And you so got to have I a good reason, one. not a mediocre reason to trade right. that in. You know, so on the one hand, it's amazing that listings aren't even more scarce given that. <laughs> but yeah. um, but the other thing is we don't have in our area. Remember, our metropolitan area is cut in half because of the thing called Lake Michigan. Right. Compared to most, you know, like Dallas, it's all around Dallas. And then the other thing is we don't have you know, anybody building, air quotes, affordable homes. Right. in southeastern wisconsin which you know or not at a level not at a level to soak up the percentage increase that the wisconsin realtors association is describing correct so so then you know then the other question implied in that text is well then why are other um areas not experiencing this because you do read national headlines right about such and such area the prices are coming down and you know there's not as much demand versus supply and a I don't know. But, but oh, I can mean, tell you, Chicago's not a tight market right now. My my buyer down there didn't have didn't seem like he had to compete against anybody else. So it's just all supply and demand, supply and demand, supply and demand. And I and I don't know why there's more supply in other parts of the country. All right, David, over to you and the cash buying. Or well, I want to be a cash buyer. Well, so and and we've experienced this before or as post pandemic. And with a tight market, buyers and everyone in their life, I'm going to say, mm -hmm. wants to help make them the best, most attractive version of themselves. And and so for some home buyers, they've got family. They themselves don't have the means to write maybe the strongest possible offer. But hey, my, my dad, uh, he does. My dad doesn't want to live in this house. I do. But how can I use the strength of our family, I guess we're describing? Mm -hmm. yeah, how yeah. can I use the strength of my family to help me win? And so I had a call yesterday kind of describing exactly this. Hey, we want to go write an offer on this house. To be the strongest, best version, most attractive to the seller, we're going to write a cash offer, one that is not contingent on financing. And when you leave that blank... It automatically triggers the Jerry Maguire clause mm -hmm. of "Show me the money." Show me the money. Yeah. And, and and the seller this, says that the seller says right. The seller show says, me that you have the money. Show me a bank account statement. Give me a letter from your bank that says you, the other party in this contract called the buyer, has enough money to pay cash. Go on. Well, and so the answer to that question is: Oh, wait. It's time for our first break. I'll give you the punchline. Oh. When we come back, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian over there. Uh, Dad, we were telling the story of I'd like to buy your house, mm -hmm. but it's not my money. It's it's my dad's money. And so I have a client who's actively shopping for a home who 
I, I totally get it, right? You want to be the best, most strongest. strongest version of yourself. But as I said to my client on the phone yesterday, I was like, look, if, if, if you were trying to buy my house, if I was the seller, yeah. and you wrote an offer, be like, I'd like to buy your house. I don't need a mortgage. And then you send me a statement of the money and it's not your name, I, my reaction would be like, who, I'm, who is this person? And if it's not your money, I would like them to be on the contract, please. That, that would be one way. Now, we have seen people succeed in this, but it's, it's, it's kind of yes, one, but that reminds it's one me, off. It reminds me of the I walked across the highway blindfolded. Just because you got to the other side doesn't mean it was a good strategy. <laughs> okay. Well, so it's a great strategy if the seller says, okay. Now, yeah. the other thing that comes to my mind is maybe the buyer's agent, as they're drafting up the contract, is going to change what we're affectionately calling the Jerry Maguire clause that says, hey, uh, we'll show you the money, but it can either be our buyer's money or a close relative or a parent or something like that. And maybe they'll bake that into the offer. Because here's the, here's the ugly side of what we're describing. I wrote the offer. David wrote the offer on this house. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to use Brian's money to buy the house. And then what if Brian's like, I don't, I don't like, like that it. house. I, you know, I, you too, yeah. Yeah, you should. Why are you buying that house? And what if mm -hmm. Brian, dad, changes his mind about supplying the bank of money? That's right. That's that's the, that's the risk that the yeah. seller would be taking because the the cash person, in this case, the parent, isn't a party to the contract. So, and here's here's the other thing, too, because Acunet's been in business for a long time, uh, we've seen that ugly thing play out. Not on, yeah. not on the cash. We saw that play out on a gift. On a gift. So it's a mini version of the cash where the, the parent uh, reneged on, on their willingness to provide the gift yeah. to their son or daughter because they didn't like the house. Well, anyway, can't wait till next week to find out if it right. worked. You know, because... Oh, uh, same. Right. And I hope it does work. And now these people are still going to go out and get a mortgage, which is perfectly fine under the Wisconsin offer to purchase. 100%. In fact, you can even change your mortgage program. I learned by reading the Wisconsin Realtors Association hotline, hmm. you know, it's allowed, but then you got to be careful, you know, if you can't get that new Tread kind of loan carefully. that you decided to get. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So what about uh, qualifying income? So we were just talking about down payment in this particular case where, uh, you know, the, the buyer's trying to give the biggest down payment, 100%. Mm -hmm. We know that more down payment is better. Mm -hmm. When we set out to rock-solid pre-approve somebody, we not only verify their down payment, we also verify their income. And you were telling me on break, you've got somebody who uh, we're going to be able to help. They're relocating, and they haven't started their job yet. Yeah. And yet we're still going to be able to close on the loan before they start their new job in Wisconsin. Tell us more, David. Well, so uh, this is actually, these are uh, I have two clients doing this exact thing, moving from across the country. And anytime uh, we read headlines that somehow mortgage lending is tight, this is the example that I think of where I'm just like, not too tight because yeah. you're telling me I can qualify you, qualify you for a payment for a job you haven't gotten a paycheck for yet. That's amazing. That's right. That's, That's amazing. Right. So these folks uh, haven't uh, haven't even started interviewing yet, and so this was kind of like extra extra early in the process. Okay, but yeah. but to their to their credit, they don't want to 
get so far down the line before they're organized around what will it take. And so it was, it was a great conversation. A uh, guy works in uh, construction hmm. and I don't want to say he doesn't have the job already lined up, but I think he's got some family who can make an introduction. And so the, basically the job is his in this big company, not a family run business, okay. but the job is basically his when he decides to interview for it. So what, what do we have to have in hand to close on somebody's loan before would, they start their job? Yep. So we need the offer letter, you know, describing your title start date as well as what is your base income going to be for your new job. Okay. It's great that there might be some bonus or commission, but uh, base income is all that we can use for future income. All right. And key, as we've told many stories over the years, the key is you are clear of all contingencies in the offer. Because an, oh, an employer mean- can write you and be like, come to work at Acunet, but you need to clear Passing one two and three check. right background, yeah, check. background check a drug check drug you check know. the the big one is licensing sometimes for professional mm-hmm. um yep, dentists or something like that sure. you got to transfer your license before you can and so f- i'm not expecting that to be the case for this buyer but i was able to provide them with a pre-approval letter it's kind of i don't want to it's not flimsy it's just um contingent on quite a bit let me tell you a couple more of those details when we come back from this last break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It's a great day to go out and see some open houses. I, for one, will be doing yard work, part of the pleasures of homeownership. Keep taking care of that house. So, Dad, I was was telling you about this client moving across the country, and, you know, they're going to get a new job. And we can use a new job so long as your new job begins within 90 calendar days of the day you buy the house. We can use that future income. Kind of amazing. But... So I was able to get them approved in mortgage world. He has to go officially interview, but it kind of sounds like the job is his to have. Gotcha. But he's got to get the offer letter. But that's mortgage world. And then we pivot over into the real world, which is even though I can line up the mortgage for you, will a seller say yes to you? And I'm going to say that could be tough for these folks because... You know, it's anytime you've got a even a small fly in the ointment, sellers, you know, are uncomfortable. Well, wait, maybe. Whoa, whoa! But so he shouldn't use this hmm, pre-approval letter that you've given him because we don't have the offer letter from his new job. Correct. Hand. If we had the offer letter uh, with you know no contingencies true, remaining, true, true, true. then we could give them a good old rock solid guaranteed pre-approval and they wouldn't have to bring this sore subject up with the uh, potential seller. Yeah. Yes. And I think what I am about to reveal to you is limited down payment. And they're Ooh. looking in a range of like 150 to 200,000 for a Ooh, price boy. point. You're going to be that's looking competitive. Yeah. You're going to be competing with investors at that level. People who yeah. want to buy that house and rent it. There are still plenty of those folks out there. All Can right, I just so, 
but to yeah, their but to their credit as i sometimes say to clients the mortgage does not need to be a mystery right they they proactively reached out they want to buy a house but they recognized you know what our situation doesn't sound like things i read about online i should mm -hmm. get some advice can i get a mortgage because the worst version would be they fall in love with the house they write an offer and then as soon as they have a conversation with a mortgage lender it's like that ain't gonna no work. way that yeah i wonder are there people that do that yes anymore in the world maybe for sure there are well you had a client uh last week or the week before in illinois kind of like hoping for the best well but they, they in their mind first time home buyer it's like well hey if i can't get qualified their mortgage lender a chicago large chicago lender said hey yeah here's your pre-approval letter and we don't know if we're, whether or not we can use your commission income but you know what if it turns out we can't use your commission income to qualify you we'll just add your dad to the loan and they didn't go that next step which is what Acunet would do is a we'd figure out if we could use the commission income but if we we're going to have a backup plan like that we would actually have gathered all dad's information yeah run his credit report made sure that all the numbers worked with him as a co-signer before we ever even suggested that as a rescue plan if you will well and it, so we're really good we are really good at the rescue plan but for home buyers out there you don't have to go through that level of heartburn like let's do the homework let's do the legwork in advance i sometimes say to clients nobody really wakes up in the morning is like you know what i want today a mortgage people want houses yeah, and a right. mortgage is just a thing that helps you get the house okay well before you go fall in love with the house let's like you know get organized i say i say to clients if you had an accepted offer uh right now first thing i'd say is congratulations because that's yeah. awesome kind of the awesome. coolest part of the yeah, whole kind process of a cool, right right and the second thing i'd say is here's the list of documentation that i'm going to need to bug you for to get you approved for the mortgage uh let's run that down right now because it's not a mystery and for yeah. these folks moving across the country we've got a game plan whether or not it'll work is a whole other thing work in getting in the their real offer world, accepted relative yeah. with their limited down payment but it is it doesn't have to be a mystery and please let us partner with you or your loved one uh because we're passionate about what we do we're pretty darn good at it coming up on 24 years here in july yeah, come on. of uh making the mortgages and doing a darn good job at it so Keep, let us help you you got something else david my my other my last story 30 second story on the let's do the homework i have a client commission income less than two years huh? we uh submitted that to underwriting you know before he went out and is shopping for a house and got it approved and so he is able to use in the real world he's got this commission income yep. that most times in mortgage lending we wouldn't be able to use but we were able to you know scope the out the story yeah. exactly and so now he did the homework ahead of time so he can go out and confidently shop for a home not worried like can i get the pile of money called the mortgage well we're going to guarantee it exactly with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval remember that's the only one we know of that comes with a two thousand dollar guarantee that says if we're wrong about this pre-approval we'll cut a check for a thousand which bucks we're not each. by the way I'll, we will guarantee it but we're not wrong which is even more correct. comfort correct yeah so there you go so let us help you we'd love to do it the world is uh ready for you to become a homeowner yeah 
please put us on your team. That's all the time we have for today's show, folks. Please tune in next week at the same time and the same channel. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.